Welcome to the Program Yourself Thin Podcast with your host, Jim Katsoulis. I'm gonna show you how to master your weight once and for all. Start using powerful mindset-focused strategies to lose weight and live in the body of your dreams. Tune in each week for new episodes. Hey, this is Jim Katsoulis with the Program Yourself Thin Podcast. And today I wanna talk to you about meal planning. And I think that this take on it may be a little different than some of the meal planning strategies you've seen in the past. Um, So let's kind of hop into it. The first thing I wanna remind you of is that Weight loss comes down to creating a calorie deficit, and it's as simple as that. So when you think about changing your weight, it's really about what you're putting in your mouth. That's about 90% of what your weight is. Obviously, exercising and burning calories is a you know something you can work on, but it's the majority of it is what you're eating regularly. And so what you want to use is pre-commitment which is just another you know, way to look at meal planning. We want to pre-plan these things. We want to pre-commit to what we're eating. Well, I'm going to talk to you in a, in a few minutes about why that's so important neuroscientifically, um, but just for now, know that pre-commitment is just, just essential. And so is structure, okay, because they're kind of one and the same. Uh, if, if you don't have structure, you know, you're basically just kind of winging it. And once we start winging it, we start making decisions based on how we feel in the moment, how hungry we are in the moment, on what we have available in the moment. And that almost never works out, okay? Because remember, you're looking to make a change in your behaviors. And so if you don't plan it out, we tend to, we do what we know. No, we do what we've always done. And so you need to have a specific new plan if you want to change that up. And when it comes to meal planning, this is, I say this quote all the time, but especially with meal planning, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And I find for for a lot of people when they meal plan, they say, okay, tomorrow's Monday, and for now on, I'm going to eat perfectly until I lose all the weight. Maybe, you know, maybe that'll work for you, but how has that worked for you in the past? You know, when you make a decision day one, and I'm just going to be perfect from now on, you know, I, I typically don't see that working. So again, it's just so important to understand that even if you're not perfect, you know, to be 50% perfect, <laughs> to be 60, 70% perfect, that's a huge improvement. Okay. So, so remember that. And this is where I think things get interesting, and this is what starts to differentiate how I approach meal planning. Again, I'm always looking to make things practical. You know, I've, I've been helping people professionally lose weight, um, you know, for almost 20 years now. And I think what I would suggest starting with when, in terms of meal planning is to start with breakfast and work up, okay? You can obviously start with all three, obviously. But again, we don't want to let the perfect be enemy of the good. If you don't have the energy or you know, just the focus or the motivation to change all you're eating at once, start with your breakfast, okay? And work your way up. And everything doesn't have to happen all at once. So uh, I always look at like each day, it's kind of like you're building a house and the breakfast is the foundation, okay? Because when we start with breakfast, if you have a, a solid, nutritious, healthy breakfast, it's going to have an impact on what foods you crave and choose for lunch, Okay. So, so again, we want to think of it as like a house and we start with breakfast, then we move on to lunch, then dinner, and then you have your house built and it, each day restarts. Now, just like we start from the days, um, we can also have certain days of the week that we want to eat clean. Okay. And, and this is another, again, I, people know about cheat days, uh, but what I always recommend and what I follow myself is I follow a plan where I eat very clean, really Sunday night through Friday afternoon. And then I'm more relaxed Friday, you know, evening uh, till Sunday afternoon. Okay. And that works for me. Now, when I first started this, it was, you know, like it was three days. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where I was really clean and then it expanded. Okay. So again, you don't have to start out perfect. 
you can start out with the, you know, bite-sized pieces and build up, work up to it. Okay. And that, that's another way to do it in terms of the weeks. Now, this is important because when it comes to weight loss, everything is so all or nothing that I want to remind you that there's a good chance you're going to make mistakes and mistakes are our greatest teachers. And I know I'm not just being some, you know, positive, you know, motivation here. Legitimately, genuinely, when you make a mistake, I don't want you to get upset about it. You didn't fail. You didn't let yourself down. It's an opportunity to realize that that mistake, you need to do something different there, right? And maybe you needed to, not where the mistake happened, but maybe beforehand, you needed to kind of prepare yourself better. Okay, so I want you to get excited about mistakes because they let us know where we need to focus and and they truly are our greatest teachers. That's one of the most important distinctions you can make in your mind because then you won't be so worried about making mistakes and when you make them, you'll utilize them, okay? So some specific benefits of structured eating, of of kind of pre-planning how you're going to eat. First thing is it's way easier, okay? It may seem, now I know, like, like again, traditional meal planning, I have always found to be overwhelming. So I have not liked most meal planning strategies that I've seen out there because they're too much. All of a sudden, I'm just going to change all of my eating all at once, and it's always different. It's always all these new recipes, and I don't know how to make this stuff. Um, I'm not used to getting these things into my house and shopping for them. So what I want to understand is that this is different. This is structuring your eating, and maybe you're starting with breakfast. Maybe you're starting Monday through Wednesday, okay? But we're starting with a manageable um, chunk, of, of focus. And what we're looking to do though, is again, structure that eating because now you don't have to think about it anymore. Okay. And you can prepare for it and you can, again, we'll get into this in a moment, but you can start to prepare to have these meals ready to know what you're going to eat and not have to think about it anymore. You don't have to think about what you're going to eat. You don't have to think about if it's in your calorie ranges because you're going to have it already, you know, figured out. Um, it's less thought and it conserves energy. Understand this, that Your prefrontal cortex, which is really your consciousness, it's what makes you you, it's where your logic exists. When you are thinking all the time about what you're going to eat, you're using up glucose, which is the energy in your body, which is another way to say that if you don't plan out meals and you always have to think about what you're going to eat in the moment, you're using up more energy, okay? And you're going to most likely make worse decisions. So when you plan out what you're going to eat day to day, and again, what I suggest, and we'll get into this in a bit, is... I like to, for, for me, again, I have the same breakfast, same lunches, Monday through Friday. And so again, some people may say that's boring. And so you may have to be a little more, add a little more variety, but I never have to think about it. I'm pretty much just on autopilot with those meals, you know? So, you know, 70% of my eating during the week, it's the same every week and I just know what I'm going to do. And so it's super easy. I never have to think about it. I just do it. Okay. Uh, it increases compliance. And again, we'll talk about why that happens neuroscientifically in a moment, but it's important to understand that what changing your weight comes down to, what losing it and then staying there comes down to, is consistently eating similar the similar amounts of food, similar amounts of calories for sure, okay? So when you know what you're going to eat and you have it all planned and you're ready to do it, obviously you're going to be more compliant with the plan that you want to follow. Uh, it overcomes underestimation as well. Right now, this is crucial because you just have to assume this is an assumption I would strongly recommend you make about yourself that you consistently underestimate how many calories are in things. Okay, so if we just walk into a restaurant or we walk into a food market and we are saying, okay, what do I want to eat? And we're thinking about calories and we're just kind of guessing again, serving sizes, right? So we see a sandwich there and we, we just imagine what the calories may be. We don't know. 
And we're, we're almost guaranteed we're underestimating what the actual calories are in. So as you start to structure your eating and have consistent eating week in and week out, you know what the calories are going to be because you can see what the effect is on your body, right? So if you're eating consistent foods week in and week out and you're losing weight, then you continue with that. If you're eating consistent foods and you're not gaining or not losing weight, then you know you got to make a shift, right? And so this is crucial. It makes it easier. And then obviously if you're eating those consistent foods and you're gaining weight, then you also know, you know what that's doing to you. Okay, so when you start structuring your eating, you're much more able to tell what how it's impacting your body, whether it's working for you or not. Okay, and, and that's really helpful. Obviously, uh, it helps you be pre- more prepared. And I always say logistics. This is an area of meal planning that I think a lot of people don't take into account. That it's easy to say, okay, I should eat that tomorrow, but there's deciding it, there's preparing it, but then there's having the materials there. It's having the ingredients in the house ready to go. Okay. Because if I want to make salads and all of a sudden I go inside to make one and there's no, you know, carrots or lettuce, well, now I got to go to the store and now there's an extra step. And now the chances of me just saying, ah, you know, maybe I'll just make a sandwich instead go way up. Okay. So being able to structure things, not only are you going to know what you're eating and be able to get a feel for what the calorie range is and what that's going to give you for a weight, but it also allows you to make this easier. You can start shopping for these ingredients and having in your house when you need them. Okay. So for example, um, when I make salads, I make salads for lunch, Monday through Friday, I make them all on Monday. Okay. So, so think about this for a second. Every Monday I go in and I make five salads and I put them in Tupperware bowls so I can just eat them all week. On Sunday though, I have already gone to the store and gotten the lettuce and the carrots and all the things I need for the salad. So when I go in on Monday, I just make them. So I've got this routine down. And I've optimized it to work best for me. So this is what I'm suggesting to you is that you can really optimize your schedule to work best with you so that you're able to, you know, get, get and make the foods that you need. Um, It helps you recognize your patterns and create solutions. No one ever believes me when I say this until I work with them, but it's important to understand that most of your behavior is unconscious, right? It's estimated that we make about 160 food decisions a day. And most of those are almost all of them are unconscious. And so when we start to structure our eating, we start to bring more awareness and consciousness to our decisions, to what we're doing. And that's always going to help us make better decisions. Okay. So as you structure things, you'll start to notice your patterns and it's important to recognize patterns. Let me talk about this real quick. A lot of times I'll get people to say, well, you know, everything's going great until the afternoon comes. And then the afternoon comes and, you know, I'm kind of starving and I eat everything and I can't stop myself. And they go, so I got to fix that. And they think that's the area that they need to fix. But I say, well, what'd you eat for breakfast and lunch? Nothing. You know, I have like a, you know, as little as I can, right? Because I'm trying to watch the calories. But that's a bad strategy. So we got to look at the big picture. It's not the afternoon that's the problem. It's the fact that they're not nourishing themselves in the morning and at lunch. And they're putting themselves into a state of extreme hunger. Well, anyone in a state of extreme hunger is going to have a very difficult time managing their eating, okay? So as we start to you know, kind of structure things, we can kind of zoom out a little bit and notice our patterns. When are we eating more than we want to? When are we eating junk food? When are we making bad decisions? And then we can start to understand why it's happening in those situations. Okay. So it allows us to be much more strategic. And um, finally, uh, the specific benefit of structured eating is that it supports longer term thinking and getting back on track. Okay. And this is crucial because what you're really doing is, I always say really, truly, Losing weight and learning to master it is a learning process, 
This is a learning process. A lot of times I think people make the mistake in weight loss of saying, oh, just give me the meal plan. I'll just follow it. I know what I got to do. I just need to get myself to do it. I couldn't disagree with that more. I think you need to learn how to think, act, and respond, how to live like a thin person. And I think what helps make that happen is when you start to realize you have these structures. So for me, uh, again, having the same breakfast Monday through Friday, the same lunch Monday through Friday, I know over time, and because I, I know when I look in the past, th- th- some of the things have changed a little bit, you know, um, but I know that that pattern really works for me. Okay. And so it's very easy for, you know, for me to imagine, and I enjoy this pattern. I don't have to think about it. I enjoy the foods I eat. They give me the body and the health that I want. So, so everything's kind of working. I've optimized it. But I imagine my whole life, I look forward into the future for till I'm 150 and I see myself following a similar pattern. Now, some of the specifics may change, um, but the pattern works for me. Okay. And so that's what I'm saying here is that Again, when I talk about structure, it's your specific structure. It's built to you, to your preferences, to your lifestyle, to your situation right now in life. And when you figure that out, it's like uh, this golden blueprint that you can follow forever to master your weight and your health and keep it where you want to and enjoy the process, okay? And, And by the way, getting back on track as well, the most important skill there is to losing weight and mastering it is the ability to get back on track quickly. It's not the ability to be perfect because perfect's not even an option, right? We're humans. We're not going to be perfect. Things change. We make mistakes. What you can influence is the ability to get back on track quickly. And for me, I can't tell you the number of weekends where I've eaten too much or I drank too much and I kind of got off track. But every Monday, it's, it's that anchor day for me. It's like, okay, I'm back on track. I'm back on track. And because I have this whole habit pattern, this whole routine and system in place, it makes it way easier to get back on track. Because it's pretty much on autopilot at this point, okay? So, so that's what I hope for you as well. So um, again, specifically structuring your eating, you can plan for different days based on your schedule. So for me, I follow kind of a traditional work schedule of Monday through Friday. And so for me, Monday just kind of is, it's naturally, it's a good day to, it's kind of a, a fresh start every week. And that's kind of how I think of it. And so, um, but that's me, you know? And so if you work, you know, your first day is Wednesday, you know, maybe that works better for you. So give it a little bit of thought. What day do you find yourself typically the most focused, and the most motivated? A lot of times it's going to come, you know, if you get to have two days off in a row, um, you're kind of more rested and relaxed and maybe you're ready to get back on track the next day. Okay. But you find which day would work best for you to kind of have a starting day. And then think of some days, ideally you want to string them together. So if you can have like one, two, three, four days where you're really focused on eating well, and then you can kind of ease off a little bit for the other days. That's an option you have. Now, if you want to do all seven days, go ahead, okay? But again, my goal here, and what I found myself doing really throughout my, my career is helping people lose weight, uh, is trying to give you alternatives. Because we all know, we all know the one way to lose weight that's out there. It's some crazy diet. You start on a Monday and you just stick with it until you lose the weight. And, and it works for some people, but it doesn't work for most people. The vast majority of people, I mean, the estimates are 95% of people um, fail on diets, ultimately, to keep the weight off, okay? So my goal is to give you some alternatives. And so, um, again, plan for some different days. I like to have, I don't like calling them cheat days. I have, you know, clean days, and I, I call them, like, foot off the gas days. I'm not going crazy on those days. I'm not cheating, um, but I'm, I'm more relaxed with my eating, and it's actually a crucial part of my strategy because when I'm eating clean Monday through Friday, a lot of those times when I'm tempted by other foods, I'm thinking to the weekend, oh, I can eat that on the weekend. 
Okay. And there's a lot of value in that. Um, so again, for me, it's Monday through Friday. And then the weekend days is what I like to use. Um, but you figure out for you, what would work for you now? And it doesn't have to start off with five days on two days off. Again, if you're starting from not thinking about your weight at all, you know what I mean? To start with three days on um, can be helpful. And again, so the hardest part with this strategy here is getting over the mindset of the all or nothing. Okay, so, so I'll just let you know that. But, but it's very effective when you do this. And again, I've seen a client over and over and over and over again. Okay, um, the next thing is you want to list as many options as you need, but no more. Okay, so one of my superpowers, and again, I've, I built this around my superpower, is that when I wanted to lose weight, I knew that I hated exercising, and I said, I'm going to put all my energy into choosing what, into the eating part of it. And one of my superpowers is I don't care if I eat the same thing all the time. I don't have a lot of need for a lot of variety, okay? But you may. So, so again, you need to build this around you. But here's the thing. You start off, you probably don't need as much variety as you think you need, okay? So let's just, I'm just going to stick with the idea that Monday through Friday, you're going to eat cleaner. In the weekend, you're going to ease off a little bit, okay? So what that means is you start with breakfast. Monday through Friday, how many varieties do you need? You know, typically I see people needing one, two, three things, Okay. Now, again, the less options you have, the easier it is to have those things available, okay? The less shopping and, and ingredients you need, okay? But again, how much variety you need, that's up for you to decide. Come up with some healthy breakfast options, right? What do you want to eat? What's in your calorie ranges? What gives you the nutrients and the nourishment that you want, right? Think about that. Um, you can plan for a snack, right? So um, ideally, you, you know, you don't want to be snacking, okay? So I would say that as a, as a goal in the back of your mind, you really want to get to the point where it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you've got those three meals so dialed in that you're satisfied and you don't need to snack, okay? The less eating habits you have, the easier it is to master them and get your weight where you want it. But in the meantime, if you want a snack, that's fine. But think of some snacks you're going to have. Now, you're going to notice that the snacks that you want between breakfast and lunch, you're going to, when we start the day, we have the most willpower, and that willpower fades as the days goes on. Okay, so you really want to make breakfast as clean and healthy as you can make it because typically that's the meal we have the most control over. Okay, so we want to start off with making our best decision possible at breakfast, and then that that follows into snacking. So any snacks, if you want to have some snacks, make them as healthy as possible. Say for my morning snack, you know, it's got to be you know a piece of fruit or some nuts or you know something really 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 healthy. We'll go through the, what those could be in a moment, but keep it really healthy. You know, right from the beginning. Then we move into lunch, right? What are some lunch options for you? Now, again, um, you know, I work from home. So it's like I've got salads and a Tupperware thing. And I just go in the fridge and I grab them, okay? If I work somewhere else where we, I didn't go out for lunch typically, now I've had jobs in the past where I had to go out for lunch a lot, you know, for client stuff and things like that. Um, so that requires a different strategy. But so lunch, where you typically eat lunch, what do you have, it, what options do you have? And start thinking about what would be a good lunch that is in my calorie range, is nourishing my body, that's healthy for me, and that would make me feel good, that I was, I was on track with. And so you write out a couple options. The less options, the easier. Now, if you're a person that goes out to restaurants, you can do the same thing. When I go to this restaurant, what is a healthier option I can do? Maybe it's ordering a different food. Maybe it's deciding, you know, at lunch when I go to this restaurant, I'm going to get what I normally get, but I'm only going to eat half of it, take the other half home. Okay, so again, you can kind of... Think up strategies for what your specific situation is. Then snack, 
again, right? So if you don't snack between here, you obviously just skip that. But if you do snack, it's time to start thinking instead of just kind of being like not thinking about it, and then every day at, you know, two o'clock going over the vending machine, get a cookie, right? I, mean, like, oh, I never really planned for it. It just, just kind of happens. I get a snack every day. You got to recognize these things, right? A lot of times it's these hidden calories that can sabotage us. So start thinking, what would be a good snack? Now, you may have less willpower in the afternoon and you may have less ability to get yourself to eat, you know, the, the vegetable or the fruit or the, the you know, the, the nuts that you were able to get yourself to snack on earlier in the day. If that's the case, again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Maybe there's, you know, a protein bar that's one of the healthier ones. You know what I mean? So again, you got to work with yourself. Don't expect perfection. It makes it hard, but find a snack that it was in those ranges. It's easy to eat. It's enjoyable. And it's in the calorie range that you're looking for. Um, and then dinner. So dinner typically is the the meal with the most variety, right? And so typically we're not going to eat like the same dinner two, three nights a week. Um, it, it gets a little much. So how much variety do you need? You know? So for me, it's like I have certain days, like we have Taco Tuesday, you know what I mean? So it's typically, you know, a taco-based or burrito-based meal, um, you know what I mean, like every Tuesday. So I don't have to think about that. And then Monday is usually like a typical, there's like two or three options we typically eat there. But for you, start thinking about dinner. What satisfies you? Again, what's in the calorie range that's going to help you, you know, achieve your weight loss goals? Um, and then any snacks after dinner, okay? If, if you snack after dinner, again, obviously we just want to stop that. But the initial step you can take to making that happen, if you're not ready for that, is to replace it with something healthier, Remember, anytime it comes to food, there's three things you can do. Reduce, replace, remove. Remove is the hardest. Um, reduce and replace are typically easier. Okay, so again, give it some pre-thought though. A lot of these behaviors are just on autopilot. We just kind of picked them up and now we just do them. So this is an opportunity for you to look at these and make better decisions out of time, okay, and then, and then follow through with them. So what to limit and avoid, right? First thing is you want to avoid empty calories, right? Empty calories are a lot of like processed, you know, like, like, um, potato chips, Cheetos, you know, things that where there's a lot of calories, but they don't really nourish your body. There's not a lot of nourishment, right? Because you'll eat those calories and then you won't be satisfied. You'll, you'll eat those calories and you'll still be hungry. That's the number one way we put weight on in this country, you know? And so the next one is sugar, right? The less sugar you eat, um, the more you can avoid, the easier this process gets for you. You know, simply sugar affects your brain very much like cocaine does. It, it affects the pleasure centers and it really typically will trigger overeating, you know? So the, the less sugar in your life, the less sugar you crave and the easier it gets to control it. The more sugar, the more sugar you crave and want, okay? So um, the more you can avoid, the better. Uh, flour, okay? So flour and sugar are very similar, right? They're very highly processed foods. And so flour goes in your body and very quickly is turned into glucose, Okay, so um, when you can avoid flour, avoid it. it. It'll make it easier for you to lose weight. Uh, processed foods, okay? So again, when, when foods are processed, they're typically processed and engineered to be overeaten, right? These people are running businesses and they want you to eat the food quickly and they want you to still be hungry and eat more of it afterwards, okay? So processed foods just in general, the more natural you can make your diet, the easier it'll be for you to maintain your ideal weight. Uh, dairy, okay? So I'm not going to badmouth dairy, but I've seen enough dairy um, situations with clients where when they've reduced it or eliminated it, it has been a huge impact on helping them lose weight, okay? And there's a lot of reasons for this, which I'm not going to go into now. Um, but if you consume a lot of dairy, 
um, or a medium amount of dairy, I would strongly consider that you start to limit it and avoid it and notice if it helps you lose weight. Okay, notice what the impacts are. Uh, eating three hours before bed. This is one I always talk about. It doesn't have to be three hours, right? That's kind of an ideal. So if you're snacking or eating right up till bedtime, you know, maybe you start with 20 minutes, you know, then move to an hour. But this is so helpful. You know, first of all, and, and I'm, I, this was my number one habit. When I lost the weight, this was the number one habit that I focused in on because I used to snack all night long, you know, right, right till bed pretty much. And the big problem with that is that obviously it's a lot of calories. That's the, one of them. Um, but then it affects our sleeping, okay? Digestion uses up lots of energy. And what happens is when you eat a lot of food and then you go to sleep, your body is, it's like your body's running a marathon trying to digest all this food. It's not consistent with sleeping and resting, okay? They're two opposite things. Uh, another thing is what affects your sleep is your body temperature dropping a couple degrees and digestion actually creates heat, okay? So if you eat right close to bed and you don't sleep well, that is probably, again, eating and drinking before bed will typically um, negatively affect your sleeping, okay? So be careful of that and work to create, uh, you know, a, a buffer between them. Um, it'll reduce the calories and it will help you sleep better. And sleep is crucial for losing weight, okay? I'll be doing a podcast on that soon, but it is absolutely crucial that you get your, uh, your sleep, you know, as good as you can get it because that'll help you lose weight. Right. So what to eat, right? These are the things you want to add more into. I'm not saying this is the only thing you have to eat, but most people um, in the in you know um, uh, first world countries, they're not eating enough whole plant based foods. Okay. So for for most people, um, you know, if they can add more of these into their diet, it's going to help them tremendously. And so just I'm going to go through this real quick. But beans, the more beans you can get into your diet, the better. Uh, the number one nutrient deficiency I see people missing is fiber. Okay. They're not consuming enough fiber and fiber is absolutely crucial to losing weight easily and, um, in, in an enjoyable way. Okay. Um, the, the fiber fills you up, uh, makes you feel satisfied. It nourishes your body in a, in a lot of important ways. Uh, berries. Okay. Again, th those are really, really helpful. Um, other fruits, you know, again, there's lots more fruits than that, but these are just some of them. Um, cruciferous vegetables, right? Now, again, be careful. Some people, you know, have issues with those. So again, if you have issues that say, oh, I can't eat those, that's okay. You know what I mean? Again, you don't have to eat all of these every day. Um, again, for me, it's like I eat an apple every morning for breakfast. Is it the best thing? No, right? Is, is, is a piece of Ezekiel toast with natural peanut butter and, and an apple of peanut butter, is that my favorite breakfast? Not by a mile. I'd rather eat egg sandwiches every day, waffles and, you know, maple syrup and all the rest of it. But it that wouldn't give me the best quality of life. I'd enjoy it for a little bit, but then my weight would start going. I'd have health issues and I wouldn't feel happy with myself. Okay. So again, I make these choices these five days a week so that I can enjoy those sandwiches on the weekend. Right. But, but again, the more of these things you can weave into your, your meal plan, the better. Okay. Because I'll give you one more example of what I'm talking about. Um, a number of years ago, I read a book called How Not to Die. And I'd been a vegetarian for over 20 years when I read it, but I hadn't been eating many beans. It just wasn't a big part of my diet. And so this book really kind of convinced me that I need to add more beans and more nutrient density into my life. And so I began eating these salads every day at lunch. And these salads have six to seven different vegetables in them and chickpeas in them. Now, the first few weeks, actually the first like six weeks I was eating these salads, my stomach felt kind of weird. Like I felt full and um, then I got used to it. But what ends up happening is I was putting so many nutrients into my body that I felt more satisfied eating the salads with less calories 
than I used to eat, you know, with the, the previous lunches I was eating that had more calories in them. Okay. So I believe that the more nutrients you can put into your body, the more fiber you can put into your body, the more satisfied you'll feel and the better your body will operate. And I think it becomes easier, way easier to master your weight. Okay. So again, the more you can weave these in, the better. Um, other vegetables, you know, again, artichokes, asparagus, bell peppers, carrots, sweet potatoes, mushrooms, zucchini, um, you know, greens, arugula, kale, mescaline mix, spinach, whole grains, brown rice, barley, wild rice. So when I, when I talk about these things, what I want you to think about is being able to replace them, you know, and understand that when you replace, uh, you know, brown rice for white rice, there'll be a little bit of an acclimation period. You know what I mean? So it may take you a couple times to get used to that, but this was so helpful for me because I remember that when I went through with peanut butter and I went from Jif to like a natural peanut butter because I didn't want the sugar. And at first it didn't taste very good to me. But after a week or two, it's like that was just what peanut butter tasted like. You know, now that's the norm. So understand that as you as you replace things and you switch things in and out um, for more natural, blander flavors, at first it doesn't taste as good, but you will acclimate to it and that will become the new normal for you. And it's a way healthier normal for you. Okay. And then finally, nuts, almonds, cashews, pecans, um, pistachios, walnuts. And again, I mean, this is just a general idea for you to think about. Um, but you should get a list. You should print out, you know, some whole plant based foods beans, berries, fruits, vegetables, um, greens, whole grains, nuts. Because, you know, unless you're were raised around this stuff, you won't know about it. You know, I had to learn about a lot of these things. You know, I didn't know about them. So um, put a list out so you're kind of reminded of it regularly, and that'll help, you know, remind you to, to eat these things. Okay, so let me talk to you a little bit about meal planning and dopamine. And I find this absolutely fascinating. And I think it's going to explain a lot for you. So real simple, dopamine is the neurotransmitter in your brain of desire, okay? Levels rise up when you want something, okay? And when you get something, your brain just gets flooded with dopamine and it feels good, right? So they call it the learning chemical, okay? So when dopamine levels fall, it feels unpleasant, right? You can feel frustrated, irritated, annoyed, Okay. Um, when you meet expectations, there's a slight increase in dopamine. All right. Um, when you exceed expectations, there's a strong increase in dopamine. You feel really good. Okay. And unmet expectations generate a large drop in dopamine levels. Okay. They make you feel bad. It's a strong threat response. Let me talk about this in terms of meal planning. Let's just say, for example, you work at a place where there's a cafeteria and let's just say you said to yourself, okay, you know what? I'm going to eat better tomorrow. Now, you didn't really make any plan. You just said, I want to eat better. And you're walking down the hall towards the cafeteria and you say, I'm going to get something better. Now, you walk in that cafeteria and you say, okay, you, you see the, the burgers and the fries and then you see the salad. Now, all of a sudden, because you haven't pre-committed and you're in that moment, you're saying, which one do I want? You look at the burger and the fries and your expectation, you're like, wow, that's better than eating healthy. And your dopamine levels start to rise and you start getting excited about eating that. You look at the salad and your dopamine levels start to drip or start to dip. And you start feeling like, oh, that's not very exciting. And you choose the, the burger and the fries, okay? Have you ever had this experience, right? And you wonder, what the hell? I wanted to eat better. Why did I choose that one? I know better than that. Because your brain wants the calories in the moment. This is why pre-commitment is so crucial, okay? This is why it's so important to pre-commit. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, there, a couple of weeks ago, this happened where for whatever reason, I didn't have a salad that day ready to go. And then all of a sudden, um, one of my family was like, Hey, let's get, let's get a sandwich from the store. And so I could have gone to the store and gotten stuff for a salad, or I could have gone to the other place and gotten a sandwich with chips. And in that moment, again, I've eaten salads every day for lunch for years. In that moment, I thought about them and the sandwich felt way better. It was exciting, 
Okay. You can't, you can't wait. And that's me, right? Who's been doing that for, for years. You can't put yourself in a situation where you just think you're going to make the right choice in the moment. You can't do that to yourself. You're setting yourself up for failure. And that's what a lot of people do because they're not planning out what they're going to do. They're not structuring their eating and they're giving themselves choices, okay? So for me, it's not that I have iron willpower that I eat these salads. I don't give myself a choice. I make the salads so they're ready to go. I walk like a robot over to the refrigerator. I get the salad, I take it out and I eat it. There's no choice of, should I have the salad or should I have the sandwich? As soon as I give myself the choice, you're playing against your brain. Your brain wants the sandwich. It wants the calories. It wants the fat. That's what your brain wants, okay? So um, this is the value of pre-commitment is that you remove the choice, okay? So the more pre-commitment you can introduce into your your meals, um, the better your compliance will be, okay? Because you're removing choice from it and you're removing this dopamine um, situation, okay? So so again, I, I can't say this strong enough for you and I want this... I want you to recognize that if you've experienced this in the past, right, if you had all the intention in the world of eating well, you got into a situation where you had a choice and you made the wrong choice, it's because your brain is working against you in that moment and there's no changing that, okay? There's ways to deal with it, but um, again, the, the number one best way of dealing with it is to give yourself, to, to remove the choice by pre-planning, okay? And, and say the choice. Again, the choice is for the weekends for me. You know, on the weekends, I can choose what I want. Okay. But during the week, I want to remove as much choice as possible. Um, so some people say, well, that's kind of boring. You know, to me, it's not boring because again, I'm nourishing my body during those five days a week and I'm, I'm creating the body I want. And, and to me, it's like, literally, it's kind of like I get my, I get to have my cake and eat it too, in a sense, because I get to have the body and the health that I want. Um, but I also get to eat the foods I want. Not all the time though, because I can't have both of those things. And so there is a little bit, you're giving up a little bit here, but um, again, it just comes down to remove as much choice as possible and it will be way easier for you to eat the right foods, okay? So, okay, so meal planning, just a couple couple ideas for you. I would suggest that you choose meals and foods that are easy to prepare. This to me is the number one reason why I hate traditional meal plans that I've seen because what they're doing is they're trying to appeal to your variety, right? They say, Okay, you're going to eat better. We know you're going to be bored if you eat the same thing every day. So here's a meal plan with something different every meal of the for the next 30 days. Well, great if, it, if you're in a restaurant and someone's cooking it for you, but you've got to make all those different meals. You've got to get all those different ingredients. I've found for myself and a lot of clients I worked with, it's overwhelming. You know, it's overwhelming. All of a sudden you have to learn how to make, you know, if we say 30 days of a 30-day meal plan with three different meals a day, that's 90 things you have to learn how to make. You know, are you in the mood to make 90 new things for a month? <laughs> I'm not, you know? And so again, we want to recognize our human nature and that we're, we all want to be as lazy as possible. So find meals and foods that are easy for you to prepare, okay? And find meals and foods that you could eat regularly. So again, breakfast, typically people don't mind eating the same things at breakfast, you know, much more than compared to like a dinner. And if you're like that, utilize that. And again, I have not met a person yet who needs to have five different things, you know, each day of the week for breakfast, okay? So again, if breakfast is a little boring, that's okay too, by the way. Not every meal has to be a celebration and entertainment, okay? Sometimes we can eat purely just to nourish our bodies. And I hope that's what the, you know, the Monday through Friday breakfast becomes for you, okay? But what are some meals and foods that you could eat regularly, you know? You don't have to love them, but you don't hate them. And it's like, you know, I just want to eat them just to kind of put this food in my body and set this base and this foundation, um, meals and foods that you can regularly have ingredients to, 
right? Again, we go back to the idea like a 90 or a 30 day meal plan to have three different meals every day of the week. Oh, I mean, to the shopping list for that to me, I don't want to think about it, right? It's overwhelming. And I don't want you to recognize this because if you've experienced this, when you've tried to lose weight, the, the sense of overwhelm, right? Because I know that's what people feel. That's what I've felt. And I work with people. They tell me that all the time. It gets overwhelming to have to think so much about this, you know? And so again, we want to set you up for success right from the beginning. Okay. So again, the less variety you need, the easier it is. You know, it's that simple. Um, keep in mind calories, obviously. So when you're thinking about these foods, again, the real simple way to keep in mind calories, by the way, is to have more natural foods, more whole natural foods, because guess what? <laughs> They're typically low in calories, okay? Um, and the ones that aren't um, are more satiating, you know? So, so nuts and almonds um, and avocados, yeah, they may have more calories and they have more, some more fat in them, but they're a lot more satiating. You know, they fill you up and make you feel full, okay? So, but keep in mind calories, you know, obviously. Um, and keep in mind nutrients, all right? The density and the variety. I'm gonna give you, I have not seen the science on this yet, but, but hear me out for a second. You know, it's like when you don't eat enough calories, right? So if you don't eat enough, what happens? Your body sends you signals that you're hungry and you start to feel hungry, right? But what if you don't get enough nutrients? Wouldn't it make sense that if you weren't getting the nutrients, the micronutrients that your body needs, the vitamins, the minerals, wouldn't it make sense that your body has some system in it to trigger you to wanna eat more food? Now, remember, our bodies are ancient bodies, right? They evolved in a natural world. So in the natural world, if you weren't getting a certain vitamin or mineral, your body would be triggered to feel hungry so you'd go out and eat more, okay? But now we fast forward to the modern world and we're getting this hunger signal because our body needs certain nutrients and then we're eating more chips or more Doritos and we're never satisfying those micronutrient needs that we have. And this is what I was talking about. When I added the salads into my life, I know this is what happened. I know this is a big part of it, is that I started adding way more nutrient density. So my, my food, my salad was had way more nutrients in it, and it had a wider variety of nutrients than I had been getting. And I felt more satisfied. I used to snack between lunch and dinner, and I would go into dinner feeling hungry. And after a while of eating the salads, I almost never snack between lunch and dinner. And when dinner's coming, my hunger is a lot lower than it used to be. And so again, the calories were lower than what I used to eat. So it wasn't the calorie thing. I swear it's the nutrients, okay? So if you're feeling hungry all the time, I would ask you to look at what is your nutrient intake. You know, are you getting nutrients in your body consistently, micronutrients, okay? Um, and again, you know, specifically the, the macronutrients are, are fat, protein, carbs, and, and fiber, right? And we always think about those. Um, but the micronutrients are the vitamins and minerals, and your body needs those too, okay? So um, again, you know, just the, the real simple way to think about it is the if you can front load your day with breakfast and get as many vitamins and, and minerals and, and fiber into your body as possible, you're going to notice that you feel different as you move into lunch. And if you kind of pre-plan lunch in a similar way to try and get the same thing in, you're going to pull into dinner feeling less hungry. You see what I mean? This is... This is a prevention mindset. So instead of thinking about weight loss revolving completely around your willpower to say no to eating the wrong thing, regardless of how hungry you are, this is about creating um, an environment in your body that supports you naturally making the right food choices. So if you're nourishing your body with the micronutrients it needs, with the fiber that it needs, and you feel satisfied, your hunger levels go down. If you reduce the sugar, you have less cravings for sugar, and it's easier to say no to them. 
you see? So, so again, we want to set ourselves up for success. We don't want to think it all comes down to our willpower and no matter how hungry we are or whatever mood we're in, we should be able to say no. That is a wrong way to think about it, in my opinion, okay? Um, so it all starts with meal planning and structuring how you want to eat and really thinking about it. And again, working with you, you know, if you, if you hate apples and peanut butter, don't eat apples and peanut butter. You know what I mean? Like I love peanut butter. So it, it's built around me that those specifics, but I know you love certain foods as well. So figure out what they are and build around them and then make them the healthiest version possible. Okay. And I think once you do this again, you, you gotta keep going back to that house metaphor, but you start building your nutrition each day up from the bottom up. And it feels completely and totally different. And after a while, again, your calorie intake changes and your body begins to change. And this is a long-term strategy for success, okay? So uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps you out. But now do it. Give it a little bit of thought. Sit down for 20 minutes and start thinking about it. And most importantly is come back to it another week. What worked, what didn't, okay? So understand that the key part of this is optimizing it. You know, optimize it. And um, I hope this helps you out, okay? So if you have any questions, you know, you can always email me at jim at programyourselfthin. I'm happy to answer those for you. Uh, you can go to programyourselfthin.com. I have a lot of um, material there that may help you out as well. And remember that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Program Yourself Thin podcast with Jim Katsoulis. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to programyourselfthin.com to sign up for free tools to help you lose weight. And remember to subscribe to get notified about upcoming episodes.